Roach, Roach Coach. Podcast. Hot all day. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you, back for another episode of Roach Coach. This week, that's right, we're talking all about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? That's right, going over your feedback, your questions, your queries, your Roachmendations. We're going to go through all of them on this episode. But to kick things off, Matt, we've got to talk about um, something of a subplot that has emerged on this show. Yes. Based off of just an offhand comment that you made. That's right. It's called, Who's Listening to the Fragile? Whose is? <laughs> Who is? Matt, you sent me a text this morning. I'm going to go I'm gonna go straight to the text. Go straight to go that straight text. To text. I'm going go straight to this text. That text was, I'm listening to the fragile. Oof. That is correct. That was the text. There was so much going on in here. First, I see that you're listening to The Fragile. My heart raises. Then <laughs> I see your oof. My heart sinks. I posted this on the on our Instagram story. We got a lot of messages, a lot of people sliding in the DMs going, what's happening? What's going on? What's the oof? What's happening? I had a message to people. I said, listen, we're going to do a Who's Tweeting tonight. We're going to dive into this. Don't you worry. <laughs> I love in this new metal podcast, we have truly reached a point of, um, yeah, this is uh, pure chaos, right? We're just, uh, we're just talking about industrial. <laughs> Matt, listen, we can all be into new metal. We can all be excited about new metal. But a lot of the same people that are excited about new metal were also lined up in the fall of 2000. Sorry, the fall of 1999, ready to get their copy of The Fragile. And find out, Matt, that you, someone who I need to reiterate this fact, saw Nine Inch Nails on the Downward Spiral Tour. Correct. Some might say the apex moment of Nine Inch Nails' career. And when the fragile dropped, you said, nah, I'm good. Correct. I'm all right. So, Matt, you send me this text. I'm listening to the fragile oof. Yep. Oh, my gosh. You then follow this text up to let me know that you're now turning it off. Yes. The time frame in this is minutes. Correct. Matt, how many songs did you get into the fragile? I got four songs into the fragile. Four songs four songs and and when you were you feeling oof immediately yeah kind of yeah i got like halfway in to um the i will pull up the track list here oh i already have it up yeah i got like halfway into the uh somewhat damaged and i was like uh-oh uh-oh and then we got into the world the day the world went away I was like, oh no. And then uh we got into uh uh the frail and I turned it off. And then I got into the wretched and I was like, it's well this I cannot revisit this. So let me tell let me I blew it, but let me tell you why. Okay. Nineteen ninety two was the first time I heard Nine Inch Nails. My brother bought Pretty Hate Machine. It was like one of the only musical things that he and I agreed on at that time. Did not see eye to eye on anything, but both of us were like, this band fucking rules. Love Nine Inch Nails. And then shortly thereafter, Broken came out. So then I had, I had that, I had Broken, and I listened to those on the loop, found bootlegs. Then Downward Spiral comes out. This is fucking peak powers for impressions. This is 94, 95. Mm-hmm. That's my senior year of high school. All of my friends are listening to it. We're all talking about it nonstop. We OD'd on the Downward Spiral. I saw them yeah, on that tour 
with Manson and Hole. I then, I then basically was fine there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he does the Bowie collaboration. My friends see him there. I'm starting to get the feeling like, oh, he's going to go in a new direction. But it's this time. It's from like 94 is Downward Spiral. And now the stick is in the, t- in the sand. And my musical tastes are moving. Everything's moving along. I'm still listening to industrial, but not as much as I used to. I just go to City Club and dance there and have more kind of the EDM, more of the dancey kind of a synth wave, dark wave stuff starting to move away from like pure industrial. And then I hear in together now and I'm like, not what I want from the band. And it was like, it came out and none of my friends got it. I didn't get it. My friend Matt didn't get it. My friend Jay, Eric, Chet, all the guys that I fucking saw Nine Inch Nails with back in the day, none of them got it. Bill, the record store owner, all of us were like, this is not good. This is not what we want. This is a, this is a whiff. And then look at 99, the, the fucking record sales after the world beater that was, it was number one first week drops to number 16 Takes another full whatever to get certified platinum. Reviews are tepid. It was not. This is where, like, the. I, I think I'm three years older than you. Four years older? I'm 44. Yeah, you're four years older than me. Yeah. I think this is literally where that four years makes all the fucking difference. Mm-hmm. Because I think all of, all of it could have hit you at the same time. So it's like one experience. And the timeline of that 94 to 99, it was like, it might as well have been 100 years. And I was like, nah, I've moved on. We've all moved on. We've all moved on. Yep. We're not into this that anymore. Mi- that might be it because it's funny is that, yeah, in 94, um, I had a buddy. I had a couple buddies who had the downward spiral. And... I would hear it with them and I would hear obviously the singles on the radio. I did not own a copy myself until a long, long time after. But I remember just thinking like, these guys are amazing. This is such like transgressive, crazy music. And then while we waited for a new record, we would get drips and drabs. We get the, the uh, natural born killer soundtrack. Yep. We get perfect drug. Yep. And lost highway, highway soundtrack. Going to be honest, lost highway soundtrack yeah. or at least perfect drug. I mean, that carried me for years. Oh, me too. <laughs> oh, my God. Because that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And then when we finally started to get the word that the Fragile is actually coming, we're talking the summer before my senior year of high school, going into my senior year of high school, I am as ready as I'm ever going to be for new Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. So when the Fragile drops and I get it, I'm like... Yeah, I, I, I did. A, I did a. The boys did it again. That's how I felt. Yep, I was like, yeah. And I think, and it's funny you said the reviews were tepid, because at the time, I think the only place that I was reading consistent reviews was Rolling Stone, because I had a Rolling Stone subscription. Mm-hmm. And Rolling Stone, I'm fairly certain, slapped this bad boy with a four stars. Actually, right. I got the Wikipedia in front of me. They I changed it to a three and a half later, but yeah, it became a four. It was a four star, I think. Four stars. But yeah, the Pitchfork, two, uh, two out of ten. Enemy, a five out of ten. Yeah, but I remember I remember that the response was that it had a big drop the second week, and I was like, what? Where is everybody? What's going on? But for me, I was also, I think, at this point in my life where I was willing to be incredibly patient with a record, because The Fragile takes, honestly, probably about four or five songs to get going. It's got a lot of like chill stuff up top. The day the world went away, the frail, the wretched. We're not. We're, things don't ramp ramp up until track five, and then you got to get to track. You got to get to the right disc to get to songs like "Into the Void" and "Please" and "Starfuckers Incorporated." So, you know, I mean, it was a it was it was a, it was a journey situation for sure. Yep. But yeah, and then the funny thing is, is then 
we don't get another Nine Inch Nails record for another six years. Right? And then when With Teeth drops, this is another one. Very ready for With Teeth. And the lead up to With Teeth, you probably don't remember this, Matt, but he was doing press where he's like, you know what this album's going to be? 12 punches to the face. <laughs> 12 And we were like... Yeah, and me and my buddy McCarty were like, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Let's do this. And the record comes out. I'm excited for it. I like it, but it is certainly not 12 Punches to the Face. No. But I liked it. I was still I was still on board, and I went to see that tour, and they ripped it. So I was like, I don't know. The boys, w- w- for whatever you think, it's it's fine. And, and Trent Reznor has said since then that he felt he pulled his punches on With Teeth. He's like, I could have gone harder, and I second-guessed myself a little bit. And I don't think he's done that since. Because then he dropped... Year zero. Mm-hmm. Now we're in it. We're in it again, Matt. We're talking all about Nine Inch Nails discography. Yep. Year zero, when that first dropped, that was too discordant for me. I was like, I don't know what to make of this. And mm. that took a couple years. And then I came back around. And I th- want to say 2010. So it came out in 07. 2010. I went for, I, I did a drive from Pittsburgh to Michigan. And I put that bad boy on. And it was hitting. I was like, oh, year zero. I was wrong about you. I was wrong. And year zero now is like, I'd put as like top two, top three. Whoa. Some days. Wow. Go a little higher. Some days. Some days is how I feel. So, uh, so Nine Inch Nails, yeah, for me, I guess it was just for me, I was able to weather those breaks. But it seems like for you, the break happened and you were like, too long i moved on yeah I, I guess yeah i was in a completely different point in my life as well like i mean and maybe like because we do this new metal podcast a lot of people can relate where it's like i don't know i was getting older not like way older but i was in i was starting to move from my teenager years into my 20s and it's like i never was a super angry guy to begin with but i was getting less angry as well and it was like Mm -hmm. i had enough problems just figuring everything out for who i was and who i wanted to be that wasn't the trip i was gonna go on and now when i listen to it it's not what i want to hear because what do i want to hear i want to hear pretty hate machine that's what i want to hear because that's what i connected with and that's fine like if, if to you, I go more nine inch nails for you and you get to love everything. And we're at a point where we both can go. That's cool. But like the fragile is such a weird, like I never in my life expected that I would talk about the fragile an album. I barely gave any time to um, this much, but it, yeah, I guess it was at the end of my industrial phase. I wasn't that sad anymore. I wasn't really that angry. And I was like, you know, way more into Radiohead and being obnoxious, uh, uh, an elitist, uh, getting ready. There it is. You know, just getting ready for that fifth wave of British inter- Interpol-esque <laughs> block party. I was is. getting ready for block party. I mean, I was That's what it is. setting a table. That's <laughs> <laughs> waiting five years for this album. Talking about an album uh, I waited five years for. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, well, there you have it, you guys. Matt Nas has listened to some of the fragile, and he stands by his original review of "Not for Me." Not for me. All right, Matt. It's time to talk about one of your favorite segments. Who's in those DMs? Sliding a bin. We got a DM from Wilson Snipes. Ooh. Wilson said, "The Roach Coach is my favorite podcast." Thank you. Thank you. I dig your guys' breakdowns, anecdotes, and general enthusiasm as it comes to establishing the new metal canon. Have you guys ever discussed the three or so Dragon Ball Z movies that came out in the early 2000s that featured some wicked new metal? For example, Fun- uh, Funimation licensed tracks from Deftones, Dust for Life, Drowning Pool, and Finger Eleven, just to name a few. The movies were DBZ Lord Slug and Cooler's Revenge in particular. As a 10-year-old, when I watched these movies, the fight scenes mixed with new metal struck a chord in me that resonated with all my interests and set me down the path of loving the metal genre. Nonetheless, you guys rock, and I always look forward to your new episodes. Love that. Thank you, Wilson. Thank you, Wilson. Matt, what do you think about anime? I, I, there are things I love. Death Note, love it. Okay. Attack on Titan, love it. 
just by saying those two things, if you actually are really into anime, you're like, whoa, very vanilla, boilerplate, great, but like not deep. That's where I am. Like, I like the ones that bubble up into mid recognition mm -hmm. stream. Never mm -hmm. was a Dragon Ball guy. Never really have given it a chance. Uh, Fist of the North Star is my touchstone for guy who kicks ass. Um, love Fist of the North Star. But other than that, yeah, I don't look for new shows. And I don't, yeah, like, I don't look for new shows. They just kind of come up because they've got so much hype behind them. Attack on Titan is probably the best example of that. Okay. You? So, <laughs> well, Matt, when I was in college, I lived with this guy. And um, he would put on the Dragon Ball Z episodes that would play on Cartoon Network at 5 o'clock every day, Monday through Friday. And Matt, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be real with our Roach Riders and Indigo Angels. Not a good experience for me. Did not understand the appeal. Still don't really understand the appeal. Because most of the episodes I saw, they just stand around sweating. <laughs> they just stand around and they look at each other and they go, ah, but then nobody does anything. Or somebody punches somebody so hard that they like leave the planet and then they train for a while. Like, is this, is this show ever going to have anything happen on it? <laughs> and I would get scolded, Matt. I would get scolded. Lauren, he's training to fight. Vegeta or whatever the guy's name is right something like that yeah so I could not get into that and then and I feel like maybe I brought this up in the show before but during my college years there was a gentleman his name was Benson nice guy Benson loved anime and he was a evangelical about getting people to watch anime yeah uh, see that's the tough stuff and he I had told him that I had watched one called Vampire Hunter D once okay. when I was like in middle school. And he's like, oh, cool. Yeah. You want to watch it again? And I was like, whoa, slow down. And I was like, I guess maybe. Sure. <laughs> so then he's like, well, I'm coming over to your dorm. I'm like, whoa, this is moving very quickly here. Comes over with a tape. Puts on the tape of Vampire Hunter D in my dorm. And um, I fell asleep. Cardinal sin. Because it, cardinal sin. And and in my defense, I fell asleep because it was super fucking boring. Right. And yeah, I mean, it was super. In my defense, it was a slog and I hated it. So, it was so my body went, well, let's yeah. just turn off. Yeah, my body was like, you know what would be better? Nothing. The void. And so the I. The emptiness uh, of space. The emptiness of nothing. Because let me tell you, it was a dreamless sleep. And um, and when I woke up from that, I looked up and, and he was glaring at me like the angriest glare. Like, I was like, can I get this glared at in my own dorm, falling asleep in my own home? What? And, uh, and so after that, he kind of took the hint and didn't try to make me watch any more anime. And since then, I've watched... I watched Ghost in the Shell. Okay. And I thought that was all right. And I watched Akira, which I yeah. think was another one where I was kind of a little dozy. So it was just like I didn't really catch the plot. And it was just a lot of screaming. And I know people really love that one. And and this is a long way I'm going, I know. and and uh, But I just want to add this. Uh, recently, uh, I saw a bunch of posts about the anniversary of Akira mm -hmm. and how... If you really want to experience it, the anime is great, but you really got to read the manga. And so I was at a comic book store, Comic Cavalcade in Indianapolis. Great store. Highly recommend it. Very, very friendly staff there. And uh, they had all of them, all the volumes. I want to see like it's like six or seven volumes of the manga. Beautifully reprinted. And I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy the first one. See how I feel. Okay. Do that. Matt, I got about 25 pages in and I was like, "Oh, this is just like anime." Like there's just there's no I mean, honestly I'll say the translation from from page to screen beautiful. They did it. 
They yeah. did it. But just the entire style of it feels I don't know what it is. It's just slightly off-putting. I can't really get involved. Well, I have seen it's, Akira probably eight times and i can tell you wow yeah well, I, uh, you know and i can tell you i've watched it eight times and i still really don't know what the fuck it's about <laughs> okay okay well that's good to know well like that's it, it is such a visually stunning movie mm-hmm. and it kind of just washes over you with uh tetsuo and kaneda and the story and like the arm and the action like it really kind of just pushes you through the movie, but I don't leave that mm-hmm. movie going like, I love those. I, I love those characters because they look cool. I don't mm-hmm. know anything about those characters post watching mm-hmm. the movie. I just love right. watching uh, Tetsuo and Kaneda, you know, and him with the gun and the the iconic bikes and like right. love that, love that. Still don't know what the fuck that movie's about. Yeah, I mean, I would I wasn't even necessarily just put up, but I just realized the the rhythms of anime is not. I don't know what it is, but I can't really ever get involved, and I'm way too far past it. And Ronan's now watched a few things that have been done in an anime style, but for little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one. It's um, it's about dragons, maybe dragon king something like that okay watched a bunch of those it's super annoying not great but i mean it's i mean the thing about it though is i watch it and it's like i can't even tell really at this point the difference between like good and bad like it all just seems the same to me they're all just doing the same the same style over and over again so i can't get it it's a long way to go around back to (laughs) wilson's very lovely dm that I have not watched any of the Dragon Ball Z movies. I am happy to hear that they are putting in some Deftones and Drowning Pool drops. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. But, yeah, I, I don't think I can really dive into that too much. I do believe, I have not listened to this, because I, I saw the topic and I said not interested, but I do believe the POD cast did an episode on anime meets new metal. I'm pretty sure. So they might be guys to really dive into that for you because for me i'm like why is nothing happening on this fucking show right (laughs) nothing's happening nothing was happening they can take three Uh, episodes for the guy to power up for a fight it's three you you, you're being very liberal three (laughs) or very conservative i should say very conservative at three they could take like i feel like they could take a week week episodes just the dude just like yeah just Get more power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. So um that that's your answer there, Wilson, on our experience with good old anime. All right, Matt. All right. We got a DM from Joseph. Joseph. Email from Joseph. Sub- subject line. Are you Oh evil? no, this isn't this what? is a DM. Oh, shit I, what how am i missing it because i is it too no, it's a, no we're still we're still in dms listen i'll give you some context here matt this dm rolled in with no context he just sent this link okay okay i'm trying to give it context and it just reads are you evil question mark official promo video official video for the single available on louder than war records taken from the album everybody come to church directed by dominic dominic brunt edited by neil who, who knows i'm ready to listen to just a fucking i love this i love this because you know they always say just send the just send the dm every once in a while someone will respond here we go who knows this is are you evil Well, 
lot going on here. Have you watched this lot- video? I watched a little bit of the video earlier today because, like I said, Joseph sent it with no context. Initially, I thought it was a question, are you evil? I was like, whoa, this is a very intense DM. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, this is a link. Calm down, Lauren. And, uh, yeah, it's very interesting because it had they have masks on. Mm-hmm. There's a whole, obviously, creepy vibe going on. But musically and vocally, it's a lot smoother than I anticipated. Yep, I would agree with that. I was not um, expecting also yeah. a kind of an Aussie sound alike. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was really just kind of taken by the by the smoothness of the vocal. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's pretty pretty good. Pretty I mean honestly it's it's poppier than I expected. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with the with that name and those visuals. I thought he's gonna be straight fucking demented. But <laughs> yeah, it's a little little smoother. A little smoother. Um, way smoother. I will say that uh, I think the first line is I can smell your thoughts, but I heard I can smell your farts. So, <laughs> which is twisted. No. Listen, both are both are a twisted way to start a song. I can smell your thoughts, I can smell your farts. Either way, I'm like, this guy's this guy's taking a different angle. All right. Right. <laughs> you know? You roll in think about it. You're in the band. You're like, hey man. This guy's this guy. He's gonna come and he's gonna he's gonna hit us. He's like, all right. Here's the opening lyric to the song. Are you ready? I can smell your thoughts. Okay. Okay. Whoa, that's wild, man. Smell a thought. Oh man, I gotta I gotta expand my mind. I can think about that one. All right. Flip it again. Hey man, I got my opening line. What's the line? I can smell your farts. Whoa. Whoa. We're getting. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, man? Wait, that's what we want to say. That that's you're a good, twisted. That's to, you're twisted, bro. You're twisted. You're crazy. So Joseph, thank you for this uh, this link. I'm assuming this is a recommendation, or you're just sharing the song. No context. Just no put context. In the DMs, you know, and I love that confidence, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Joseph. Nick Buffalino rolled into those DMs. Matt, he said, "Hey again, gang." I'm so pumped to be catching up on all the episodes I missed since 2020. You guys have been slamming. Love it. I'm not sure if you've heard of the Swedish band Catatonia, but their album The Great Cold Distance and everything after it has a bunch of new metal vibes. Even if it doesn't make it to the show, I think you might like it. Have a good summer, Nick. Nice. Thank you, Nick. You also have a good summer. Catatonia, Matt, are you familiar? I am not. Neither am I. They're Swedish. The album, The Great Cold Distance. New metal vibes. I love a new metal vibe. Let, I, I'd say let's trust the, the streaming service algorithms on this and, and let's go with the the hottest uh the hottest song on the on the uh on the playlist. Alright, let's see what we got here. Is there I'm trying to see if there's a song that has a video. I, My twin okay. does. Okay. And deliberation does. So okay, those look like you know. I pulled up the Wikipedia. My twin was the first single. Deliberation was the second single. All right, all right. Let's hear my twin. Okay, let's do it. You know what? 
you know what? I think he was exactly right. This definitely has new metal vibes. It's not an overall new metal sound. No. But there is a lot of new metal vibe on that. The way that there's the moody verses go into the big chorus, it's right there. It's that sort of like coming out of new metal, not quite post-grunge just yet, right there. This sort of I don't even want to say sweet spot, but it's but it's there. It definitely has those vibes. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I would like to hear more. Ooh. Ooh, a classic. I would like to hear more. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Nick, for sending that to us and sliding into those DMs. Slide up on him. Matt, it's time to talk about who's reviewing us. Who's reviewing us? Who is? Well, I'll tell you who. Mm. We've got a five-star review. We appreciate that. And the uh, title of this review is The Roach Coat Signature Sound. Uh, and here's the, here's the review. Most new metal podcasts have two hosts, but Roach Coach utilizes a third host. <laughs> Many consider this to be the secret to their signature sound. Whose nickname? My nickname via Apple Podcasts. Beautiful. What a review. Thank you. Thank you so much for that review and indeed for figuring out our signature sound here on the Roach Coach Podcast. Yeah, that's um, great. Much appreciated. And and Matt, I feel like now would be the perfect time to update everybody on the current tally for the Bloodhound 3 Pound Pound. Oh my. Well, that is a uh, great question. I would say that the first thing is has the episode that was about uh, are we going to do uh, Spotify reviews come out yet? It sure has. Well, by this point, yes. But in, a, yes. The, in our timeline, it has not. No. no. So I do not know. <laughs> I do not know if we're counting Spotify reviews. Oh, we are counting Spotify reviews. Ooh, buddy. Then you're so fucked. Oh, no. Are we at 300? We are at... And get to the page where I have the counts. We are at 297. 297. Wow. All right. 297 reviews. That is called from Apple Podcast Reviews. Podcast Apple Podcast Reviews from around the world and Spotify Reviews. We are three away from making it to the Bloodhound Three Pound Pound, in which we will all listen to the Bloodhound Gang's Hooray for Boobies. Not excited about it, but it is something that's going to happen clearly very soon. Three away. Three away. Three I have away. a feeling all I have right. a feeling that we are going to be making an announcement on the next podcast. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Thank you for the reviews. We appreciate them. We want the reviews. We really do. But I I'm not excited to listen to the Bloodhound Gang. But Matt, you and Jenny are. And I love it when you guys are happy. So also good to know that the fragile, no thanks. Hooray for boobies. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course. Beautiful. Well, that is the most me thing ever. Like mm -hmm. a magna oh, yeah. opus that really tore the artist apart. No. A piece of shit <laughs> thrown off from the wrists of morons. Yeah. All in. Oh, there it is. Oh, seen perfect. them in concert twice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, we know what we're in for, everybody. So buckle up. Because, yeah, three reviews away. And then we are, I guess, legally obligated to do it. Matt, it's time to talk about who's emailing. Who's emailing? We got an email from Matthew Garcia. The subject, H-Town Nunu. Nunu. Hello, Indigo Angels and Roach Riders. Love the podcast. I'm going to miss Jennifer when she leaves the podcast. She was the perfect blend of reality and obscurity. <laughs> okay. I always will cherish her improv characters. Most importantly, the broad talks. Best to you and your future plans, Jen. 
I wanted to let you guys know that H-Town is buzzing for new metal. We love us some seven dust, non-point POD head PE. Want to throw some shine to a couple of our local boys that throw down also. Downfall 2012 and To Whom It May are two of the best bands here and have toured with some of the biggest bands in the genre. Would be cool to have you guys highlight some local bands who need some push. Thank you guys for all you do in getting the day doing on a daily and multiple repeats listen keep it rolling baby keep it rolling baby i mean i i want to hear some of these bands but i also want to know where is h-town okay i'm gonna be real straightforward with you i have no idea (laughs) no no he said it and i was like h-town Where's H-Town? Is H-Town in Wales? Is that why I don't know where it is? Like, where is H... I mean, I guess we can look up these bands. Oh, What? Houston, Texas? H-Town? H-Town, Houston. 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 Name another H-City in the United States. Hollywood. But... Do they call it H-Town? Would you call it... Would they call it H-Town? I don't know. I'm not in the biz. I'm not in the biz. I don't know. They Maybe might call it Holly Weird, you know, with all no, those crazies out there. Oh man, all those people. Out why? Why would I even say Hollywood when I can say L.A. L.A. Baby, listen, out there, different world, different world, people, different, different world. For one, the weather's great every day. Every day. How is every that? Day. How is that productive? I don't know how they get anything done. Second of all, constant water shortage everyone's thirsty the thirst is real incredible thirst third weed is illegal totes leagues so you know everyone is listen the cotton mouth out there king out of control kings cotton mouth kings but also out of control they're they are they have no water they're high as fuck and they're making movies it's all you need to know when you go see the new jurassic park and you go who did this shit just know they were incredibly thirsty and high out of their minds. Hey, That's buddy, how that happens. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Our H-Town search is over. Yes. Because I have live footage of our boys from Downfall 2012. Where? Where? Houston, Texas. Houston. All right. There you go. All right. You know, what? I should know H-Town because that's what Beyonce calls it. How dare And then we? she's from there. Yeah. Ah, uh, i yeah. We done goofed. We goofed. But all right. All right. So let's are we listening to who are we listening to? Down twelve down twenty twelve. I got downfall twenty twelve uh ready to go. It looks like we haven't had an album in a while from these guys, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, truly. Let me fucking you know what? Yes. Seven months ago they were putting out a single called I'm Still standing i'm in here's downfall 2012 with i'm still standing and it's a cover oh no yes put this into my veins immediately 20 cc this I love it because it's obvious that they're taking the piss out of the song, so I have no real problem with that. And they're going for it, but we gotta we gotta listen to an actual. Uh, uh, oh my lord, Matt! While while you look for, I that was stunning. You know what? I mean, honestly, Matt, if you put that out, 
you'd probably go radio silent for seven months afterwards, though, right? You, That's you just true. Would say, you know what? That's true. I'm, I'm gonna let people. I'm gonna let people marinate on that one for a little bit. <laughs> oh my lord! Uh, All right, here we go. This is from nine years ago. Downfall 2012. Their song "Divinity." There you it. go. I've there just, you go. I've read that oh, book. <laughs> wow. Well, they uh, they certainly took us on a journey with that one. Big props um, to H Town. H Town, you're doing it. Now that I know where you are, props. I've been. Listen, I've been there. One of my very good friends, Gerard, lives there. No, I've been to H Town. I know about it. Um, How good of a friend is Gerard if he ain't throwing you those new, new? (laughs) So listen, Gerard's got no interest in new metal, all right? (laughs) When we were in high school, we get in in his van. He had a van. We get in his van. We're listening to Zeppelin or The Doors or um, the, uh, oh, shit. What's that? uh, This one, I can't can't even think. Jake Giles Band Live. Probably heard the Jake Giles Band Live (laughs) album like so many fucking times. (laughs) Oh man! Oh, that's a great one. Was uh, it Full House or uh, Joker's Wild the, or something? It's the it's the one with the famous intro where he does the big acapella intro into the song. You, you know the one. The woofa goofa with the big teeth. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. Um, we listen to that one a lot. So yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's live Full House. Oh, is that what it's called? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's the name of the album. Um, I'm surprised because of your love of cards. Um, <laughs> oh, you know me, Matt. You know me. Dude, Give me you to just a poker a table. Fucking love poker, bro. Give me. Listen, nothing I love more. Big than blinds. Sitting ar- okay. Listen, <laughs> I love. First of all, I love visors. This is common known, common knowledge about me. I love visors, and I love to go and sit in a room with a bunch of strangers. And none of us make eye contact, and we're all quiet for mm-hmm. hours while we play a game of chance. Oh, yeah. Love it. Can't get enough. <laughs> Looking, watching for tells. Give me. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sitting there with, 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 with an unspeakable amounts of money that could be mine or could be gone. Oh, yeah. Uh, let, just running odds in your head. Like what oh, could yeah. beat this hand? All right. Oh, oh yeah. Or am thinking I just about the combinations? Bluff? Am I just gonna bluff? <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing is that thinking there, I'm like, am I, am I strong enough to lie to everyone at this table? Can I do that? I don't know if I can, but I love it, and I can't oh, get I enough. Just love it. it. Vegas, I just baby. Love Give me that Texas Hold'em, or T Hold'em. So I call it. Oh, is that what you call it? Oh, when, I, when I go to Vegas, or, you know, home, as I like to call it. Oh, is that what you call it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I go home, and I'm like, it's time to play some T-Hold-Am. <laughs> oh, and they're like, this oh, man oh is the home. big rollers room for you, Mr. Doss. And I go, thank you. You know what I like. And then mm. I shut the fuck up for four hours. <laughs> Just, don't say a thing. Oh, and Since, then people get mad. They so I check. 
I check and then boom, I got you in my trap. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's why they call you Matt Big Bucks Nas. Yep. Because you just Bucks, got you got a, icy veins. Yeah. All nicknames I've had. And <laughs> when I go home. <laughs> when you go home. When you go home, which is also known as <laughs> Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Or when you're not uh, me, Matt, lost wages. We got another. <laughs> yeah. Lost. Oh, oh, the gems. Never heard that one before. Never heard that one before. I've never heard that one before, Matt. You know what? Did I've you never that heard that one before. Up? That one that you've that? never heard it before. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I can tell you never heard that one before. <laughs> um, Matt, we've got an email, and it's to you. Ryan Yeager sent an email. The subject is Matt's Internet Time Capsule. All right. He says, I'm intrigued. In a recent Who's tweeting, Matt says, WhatCulture.com is one of his top 25 websites of all time. I need to know the rest of the list. Matt, oh, we, what we, are your 20? We do not have time for this. We do, for your top 24? We don't have time for your top 24? You make it seem like we've been talking about anime and gambling and the fragile, and very little new metal and the fragile for forty-five minutes. Um, Matt, okay, clearly we can't talk about the twenty-four other favorite websites of yours. Correct. So I think we can talk about one of them. Okay, All and right. this is one that we talk about a lot. You text me about this a lot, and I'm always a little surprised. But it's one of your top twenty-five, um, and it's Maxim.com. Why do you love Maxim.com's website? And even even now. In 2022, I'm like, wow, Matt still loves Maxim. What What do you love about Maxim.com? Dude, dude news, number one, first uh-huh. and foremost. Right. I need to All know, right, yeah. no matter what town I arrive in, where the best right. titty bars are. I mean, okay. and then mm-hmm. I also need to know where they are across the country. Because you know I'm planning that mm-hmm. tour with the family. I've got to do that. I've got to uh-huh. be able to. And Can I just see some honeys? You know, my right. my infatuation with honeys starts at uh st- starts at Kathy Ireland and doesn't end ever. Doesn't end ever. No, oh yeah. Never well, I, fi- I figured Well well Matt, when I first when I first met you, it was a little unusual. You would you would you were you were backstage at the improv theater and you were putting up all of these Maxim centerfolds up and I was like, Why are they doing this? Is like this is what Oh, Matt you does, mean my beauties? Get, yeah. Get, that's your beauties yeah i was like you're, and then i went around and i'm like who's this and you're like well this is jessica and i was like you mean jessica alba and you were like i'm i'm on a first name basis and totally like, fair name. enough yep. yeah and then you had uh you put up elisha and i was like elisha cuthbert and you were like oh you're familiar and i was like i watched. i enjoy her body uh, of work you know what i mean <laughs> oh my lord and i've um, <laughs> never heard that one then, before <laughs> god you know what i might have and i blocked it out of my head <laughs> True um, story. True yeah, story. Matt, Matt Rose, story. my best friend, uh, yes, uh, is in his dorm room with his new roommate, and his new roommate. And this is circa nineteen ninety six. He's okay. he's in his new roommate and him. They're setting up, and his roommate starts pulling the honeys out of Maxim to put them on the wall. And uh, offers Matt the magazine to put up some honeys of his own. <laughs> Matt, Matt says, I'm good. And then he goes, these are my beauties. And that <laughs> is a true story that Matt could verify for you if you called him and asked him. I mean, now, I mean, you got to hold on to that forever and always think about that. Yeah, these are my beauties. The, That's incredible. These are my beauties. These are my beauties. That's amazing. Um, well, there you go, everybody. So that's now you know two of Matt's favorite websites: whatculture.com and maxim.com. Gotta I think go Maxim. I think Matt, as we work our way through, we're going to learn more about more Over of your favorite the websites. Next twenty-three Who's tweeting episodes? <laughs> Just another website. Yes, we're going to keep <laughs> websites until we get to your number, number one. one favorite website, which I cannot wait to find out what it is. Um, I hope it. I, you know what? I don't. I don't even want to spoil. I don't even want to spoil because I don't know. Um, Matt, we got an email. Um, it's from Devin. Oh, sweet! And it says subject line: "I'm back." Hey, Roach Coachers! It is me, the one, the only Devin Petalina. 
If you forgot who I was again, hello, my name is Devin Padalina. I'm going to try my hardest to be a regular on your who's emailing. Well, congratulations. You're burning up the charts this week. Because honestly, you guys are fucking fun to talk to. Appreciate that. Okay, time to get serious. Let's get down to it. Mr. Lauren Kozlowski, yeah. I just received my Mac in the mail, and it's been <laughs> a blast. I accidentally obliterated my dog, Toby, with the Turbo Mega Arm Blasters equipped with lasers. Thanks, Lauren. I have some recommendations for you. Ooh, sweet Roachmendations. Uh, the first band I want to tell you about is named Eisbrecher. In English, the name is Icebreaker. They have a huge resemblance of Rammstein, but also very different and very good. This band makes my gonads moist. There it is. Look at them moist-ass gonads. If you don't mind, can you play the song Was ist er los? Which is what's the matter. Uh, There's a headbanging and chonky riff in the beginning that you need to hear. It's simple, but very effective. Start on timestamp 05. Some other recommendations that I have would be, number one, Killing Jokes Self-Titled from 2003. Interesting. Fear Factory Demanufacture. Interesting. Shine Down, The Sound of Madness. Number four, Volbeat, Beyond Hell, Above Hell. Okay, Roach Coachers, it's always fun emailing you, and I hope you guys have an amazing day. Stay healthy, and I love you guys. This is Devin Padalina, and I'm signing out. All right. Thank you, Devin. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Devin. Let's thank hear you. this hear this icebreaker. I can't... Uh, okay. I, I'm in. All right. Sure. I'm in. Yeah, let's hear it. I mean, a chonky riff? Right? Yeah. I mean, how can I fight that? Yeah. Was ist denn... Well, was ist erlos? Not live. We... I mean, that's fun. They have a live version, and if I can't find the studio one... Ooh, Okay. There's a regular video, and they're in front of a nuclear power plant. Yes! So we already know. This is going to be hot, literally oh, yeah. and figuratively. Yeah. I, this says this might be inappropriate from some users. That user ain't me, baby. No, baby. All right. Seriously. Man, I got I got one word for you. And that word is chonky. Okay. Chonky. That's chonky. That's C H O N K Y. That's a chonky riff. That was you know what? Delivers. Delivers on the promise. Yep. Yeah, if you're you're a Rammstein fan, like that is Oh yeah. That that's some more of stuff that's right up your alley. My goodness. And these videos also mm-hmm. In that Rammstein vein of showing you everything that's possibly wrong with the world. It's a rough one. <laughs> I mean, it's a rough one. That's a rough one. Rough oh, one? A little tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I can understand okay. why they were putting the uh, might not be appropriate for all viewers because it was oh, real news footage uh, from oh. real places with real suffering okay. and real people who oh. are really dying. So, oh, yep. They're they're in this glitzy studio and acting like nothing's wrong. And then the world around them is fucked, <laughs> to say boy, the least. Oh boy, to say the least. But hey, you know what? Chonky riff. A little chonky riff. <laughs> chonky riff. Uh, you know what? Thank you, everybody who emailed us. Thank you so much. Keep on sending those emails. 
roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Love it. Matt, we did an episode all about Cold Chamber Rivals. Yes, we did. Austin Counts comes in with, I never gave this album a chance. Never really had an opinion on it either. But after hearing all the clips, I'm thinking, damn, guess I got to dive into this album. Right on. Yeah, absolutely. Trent Smith said, one of my all-time favorite albums from my favorite band. So glad you guys finally reviewed it. Keep it up. There it is. Trent, we sure will. Josiah comes in with such a solid album. I was hardcore into all their early releases. But when Rivals dropped, I had kind of moved on. You know, like somebody else here. Somebody else here with the, the Fragile. Uh, wow. Though, when I look, when I took the time to listen to it, it reignited the Cold Chamber passion, and they remain in rotation to this day. I listened to Pretty Hate Machine immediately thereafter, loved every moment of it, was super happy to reignite that portion of my Nine Inch Nails fandom as well. Relatable. Relatable. Re- relatable. Well done. Thank exactly you, what Josiah was going for. A personal oh, yeah. story that I fucking hijacked to make all about me. Matt. It was straight up executive decision. All right, you did it. Executive All right. producer <laughs> Dick Wolf. <laughs> I was saying executive decision, the Kurt Russell Steven Seagal movie. Ooh. And in this case, you hijacked that and then ejected Josiah, much like they ejected Steven Seagal. There it is. Um, and now I am Kurt Russell, and I'm going to write this plane by t- going to Gareth Davies' comment, who said simply, "You're a nut." <laughs> So I did say a bunch. It's a nut. Um, do you want to know where that came from? I do. On YouTube, there is a review. There was like, like back in the day when a movie was about to come out, they sometimes would have commercials that would have people leaving the movie theaters. And for Nightmare on Elm Street 3, they did this. And some of the people that came out clearly were from like Jersey, and they were like, Freddy's a nut. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where that came from. Incredible understatement of Freddy Krueger and all that he does. <laughs> You're on prime time, bitch. Freddy Krueger, the undead pedophile murderer. Child murderer. He's a nut. Uh, he's a nut. He's a nut. <laughs> Just how cavalier a nut is. <laughs> he's a hey, hey guys, Freddy. Freddy's a nut. Straight nut. He's, he's a nut. nut. I just nuts. watched his head come out of a TV, and then he picked the lady up, and she put him in the tube. He's a nut. Water get high. He's a nut. Ah, uh, Dream Warriors, my favorite. I love Dream Warriors. There you go. Um, over on Instagram, we got some comments as well. Miriana Miriana said, top 15 albums you guys have ever done on the show? Question mark. Maybe top 20? All the songs slap. Damn. Wow. Top, he, th- this, top 15, top 20 albums we've ever done on the show. Wow. I don't think we've even ever considered it. Even though we're creating this new metal canon one album at a time, I don't think we've ever sat down and really done any kind of ranking. No. Of what would what are the top albums we've done? I don't know. It's tough. I mean, all I'm really keeping track of right now, Matt, is your websites. That's all I'm keeping track. That's of. That's right. I got websites. I got one one top <laughs> list at a time, please. Yeah. So, um, maybe maybe sometime down the line we'll figure out we'll we'll we'll, we'll convene and make that decision. But uh, thank you very much for that comment. Death Trendsetter comes in with, "I'm glad we got all the Cold Chamber albums done. They were a lot more consistent than a lot of new metal bands, in my opinion. Hard to disagree with that. Absolutely, absolutely, a very consistent band. Deloco six 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 said yes." I've been waiting so long for this album. Metal hand emojis next. Spine shank and dry kill logic. Mm. Spine okay. shank pushes real. Is very real. The spine shankers, the shankies. I think they called the shankies. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, no, wait. I'm sorry. The shankies are fans of music producer John Shanks. Um, 
So I think they're the spinies. They must be the spinies. They must be the spinies. They must be. They must be the spinies. Uh, in any event, yeah, the spine shank push is real. Um, maybe down the line, we'll get back to the boys in spine shank. Thank you very much. Um, and then uh, Biscuit Pills said, "You're a podcast." Perfect. We are. We are. We are. Thank you very much for all those comments on that episode. Keep on commenting and saying hello on Facebook. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. You can hit us up on all those. And finally, Matt, it's time to talk about Andrew Wolf's Recommendations Part Two. Part Two. Uh, yep, we've been going down the list. If you've been, uh, if you're just joining us, we've l- listened to Luxury Letdown by Conform, Dead Drop by Lordis, Morale Morally Flexible by Darknut. And with you by Buried Crosses, this week we're listening to a band called Dead Crown with a song titled Down. If you are listening to this song in optimal conditions, there's only one way. And that way is if you are in a room in which you are breaking two by fours with your head and body. It's the only reason the song was made. This is purely made for destruction of lumber by your body. All right. And you might be saying, Lauren, I haven't done much training. I feel like if I were to attempt a karate chop or headbutt a two by four, I would injure myself. Did you just hear this fucking song? When that guy started rapping, I was like, I could break a two by four with my body. It just envelops you. It's crazy how music works like that. But it's science, and I can't disagree with science. You cannot. You cannot. Here's here's the whole deal. Okay. 2019. Crucify Me is the album. Dead Crown. Song is down. I think they're about to get that Roach Coach bump. Give the bump these boys up. Put it on. Listen, if you want to break lumber, that's good. I think that's the optimal way to listen to the song. But if you're saying, Lauren, I feel like I might injure myself, fair enough. But this is good. You're gonna get those gains. Get those gains. Like summertime. You're like, I need something to get me to run a hundred miles. This is the song. Put this on loop. It's gonna energize you every time. You're gonna be flagging. You say, Lauren, I'm getting a little tired. I've been running for a while. Wait for that guy to start rapping again, okay? Right. And it's going to go, do, 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 do. It's going to power you right back up. Like you're Mega Man and you just got to power up. Boop, 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 boop. You're going to be moving. You're going to be doing it. That was incredible. I want to hear more. But I'm also worried about that it might energize me too much and I will never go back to sleep. <laughs> but maybe that's the sacrifice I got to make to listen to more of Dead Crown. Andrew Wolf. You did it again. You keep doing Incredible. it. You keep doing it. Incredible. Roach me. Listen, people always poo-poo sequels. This sequel's incredible. <laughs> Roach Emendations Part 2. Great, great stuff. Thank you. We'll be uh, back in our next Who's Tweeting episode with another one. Oh, boy. that's When that guy starts rapping, oh. I was like, But then get- we got the other guy coming in on top of it. That's what I'm looking for. Wow, one guy rapping and one guy screaming? That's that's the magic. That's the stuff. That's the stuff. 
you know when they got together in the studio and he's like, I rap. And he's like, I scream. And he's like, do we got a guy who can just go on the guitar? And he's like, yeah, I got, I'm over here. And they're like, oh, oh we got it made. There he is. I like that I set the scenario where they all just met at a studio and didn't know each other beforehand. Correct. <laughs> Isn't that how bands are made? They just meet the studios and be like, we're going to do this? Let's do it. Um, let's do it. Um, thank you so much, Andrew. Incredible, incredible stuff. And I, I think now is the perfect time to end this episode of Roach Coach. What an episode. What a journey what we've an been on together. Incredible journey, Matt. Um, and uh, so I'm going to say goodbye to you for a little bit, let you get back to your beauties. Um, but, uh, but before we go, I just want to say thank you to everybody who wrote in, keep on saying hello online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're Roach Coach and all those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash roachcoachpodcast. And, um, and also leave us those reviews over on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We're three away to get into that Bloodhound three pound pound. We're so fucking there. Like... Not even, yeah, yeah. Get ready, it's real close. Get ready. I mean, you, I know you're saying it to me. I need to get ready. Yeah. I'm the one who needs to get ready. Everybody else seems pretty ready. I need to get ready. So, until next time, Matt. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Jenny. Jenny. Thank you. All right. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye.